Hello, and welcome back to the 13th episode of the Women's Soccer Podcast. I am your host, LDG, and today we have a very exciting episode on our hands. It's about the CONCACAF Women's Championship, which serves as a qualifying tournament for the 2023 Women's World Cup and 2024 Olympics. So, before we get into the episode, I wanted to tell our new listeners about our five-star, I guess, review policy. So, if you leave a five-star review down below on Apple Podcasts with a women's soccer-related question, it will most likely be included in a Q&A episode, as you may recall for the viewers that have been with us throughout the whole short journey of our podcast, everyone who submitted a question was featured in last week's, and last, um, in our first um, Q&A episode, which is a few weeks ago. So, yeah, let's get into the episode. So this tournament, as I said, is it serves as a qualifying tournament for the um, 2023 Women's World Cup and the 2024 Paris Olympics. So this, all the matches will be played in Mexico, in the Monterey region of the country. Two venues have been chosen. Okay, so the first one is the Estadio BBA in Guadalupe, which is the home to Monterey since 2015. It is a capacity of 53,500. The other one is the Estadio Universal, which is aka Estadio Azteca, the home of venue of Tigres, which can welcome up to 41,615 fans. So expect for packed houses. So sorry again for the drilling. Um, so here, obviously, you have this tournament. You want to know what are the groups? Like, how can you watch it? So the tournament is available all on Paramount Plus. So if you own Paramount Plus, which is a partner um, broadcasting service of CBS. So that's where the National Women's Soccer League games are. Some of them are um, available on, but unfortunately for this tournament, none of the games are available on national television, which is a bit of a blow, admittedly, considering that all of US Women's National Team games usually are um on national television i mean when you watch them play even like for example tonight's match is on espn they're friendly um the last yesterday was on I, i'm sorry excuse me losing track of time on saturday was on you know um fs1 so it's really it, it's kind of honestly a little bit sa- um i'm a little sad about the fact that you can't watch it on national television, but luckily all of the games, no matter no matter in like um, America, are in available on Paramount Plus. Some are available on um. You can watch them the, if you have Fubo TV or Direct TV streaming. You can watch the games as well. It just like um, there will be a bit of a you know different atmosphere. But yeah, as I said, every single game is available on Paramount Plus in America. So, yeah. And the semifinals, everything. The championship. Although, thing in there is no championship. But okay. Point being is that, so, the way this tournament works is the top, like, so, the groups, the draw for the tournament was based on this. So, there was six groups of five teams in the qualifying rounds. And USA evaded, and Canada as well, don't forget Canada, evaded that by being the two highest ranked teams 
in CONCACAF. So in all the qualifying, everyone played every team once. And the teams, so USA and Canada already were um, the top two in the groups due to the fact that they are the two highest ranked teams in CONCACAF, being ranked one and eight in the world. Um, I believe according to worldsoccertalk.com, I'm not sure when this article was published, so it might have been updated by then. So in each of the groups, teams were then and therefore decided by um, the rankings. So in the teams that won, group, so every, there were six teams in qualifying. Group A was won by Mexico, who are ranked 28th in the world. They are um, also, again, in group A, but I'll go over the final group. So in qualifying, remember, for those who are confused, six groups, right? to decide eight teams. The winners all made it onto this next round. Where are the other two spots coming from? USA and Canada. They got to skip that first round because they have more, the best ranked, two best teams, the, the two best teams according to the FIFA rankings. So Mexico won in Group A in qualifying, Costa Rica won Group B, Jamaica won Group C, Panama won Group D, Haiti won Group E, and Trinidad Tobago won Group F. So those teams are all in this. They got put into two, they got put into pots based on A, B, C, and D. So that meant it was based on rankings. So the top two teams, USA and Canada, couldn't be in the same group. Mexico and Costa Rica were in pot B. They couldn't be in the same group. So on and so forth with pot C, including Jamaica and Panama, and pot D, including Haiti and Trinidad Tobago. So every, the higher ranked in every pot ended up being in group A, which is a little bit funny. So the heart, it was the hardest group that you could physically get um, with the group A, so for US. So the US, group A was consist of US ranked one, Mexico group, group ranked 28, Jamaica ranked 51, and Haiti ranked 62. Group B consist of Canada ranked H, Costa Rica ranked 36, Panama ranked 60th, and lastly, but not least, Trinidad Tobago, who are ranked 70. So, after a three-game round robin, everyone plays everyone once in the group. Top two teams advance into the knockout stage. All these teams replace, um, get a place in the 2023 Women's World Cup. So you're just going to make it out of your group, and you're in the World Cup. That's great, right? The Third place finishers each enter an intercontinental playoff for qualification. Okay? So for the CONCACAF W Championship, the knockout stage is just semifinals and finals. It's a single elimination tournament. The, the tournament, as I mentioned, is in Mexico, and it's there. So the Olympics, it's the same thing as usual. Two teams guaranteed. That's it. So the winner gets an automatic spot. The second... Um, gets the thing is, is if USA wins, there will be two teams in the championship because they get an automatic spot in the Paris because Canada won. So there's only one spot available for the championship. Okay, let's move on. So I mentioned I talked about the groups, went over that with you guys. So let's go over the rosters. Okay, so. I did an episode on USA, US Women's National Team. I did an episode on their preliminary roster. And my preview episode, if you're looking for their final episode, which was 
about their final roster. I did an episode on the preview of the friendlies where I went over the final roster for the U.S., not the, just the preliminary roster. So I'm not going to go over the U.S. Women's National Team roster in this episode, but if you'd like to know what it is for the CONCACAF W Championships, I'd suggest that you view a few of the episodes that we have already done, including our episode, which is called Preliminary Roster Episode. I am going to tell you guys what number that is. So our preliminary roster episode was episode number seven, which was the preliminary roster drop. And lastly, the in episode 10, it the it was the U.S. Women's National Team friendly when I went over the preview against Columbia, their friendly that they played on Saturday. They're playing another one today. Well, when I'm recording this on Wednesday. But yeah, so that was kind of that, I guess, for the... Um, the roster for USA, but so I'm going to go over Mexico and Canada's rosters as they are the two other biggest favorites to make it into the World Cup. I think that, in my opinion, I'm going to just make a little prediction here for the World Cup. I think that USA, Canada, and Mexico are going to make it. I think they're going to make it pretty easily. The fourth spot, I'm going to go with Jamaica just because of Kadisha Bunny Straw, but I'll go into more into them later. So let's first start with the Mexican roster. Okay, so let's take a quick look at Mexico, right? So I already, as I mentioned, we're not going to do the U.S. WNT roster. So Mexico's roster has the their goalkeepers as Emily of Alvarado of Stade de Rams, Itzel Gonzalez as Club America, and Aljandre Gondiz of Monterrey. Kenti Robles of Real Madrid, Bianca Seria of Tigres, Rebecca Bernal of Monterrey, Jimena Lopez of El Arrain, Greta Espinosa of Tigres, and Cristina Ferrol of Tigres, the just defenders. And by the way, if you're interested in uh, Liga MX Feminil episodes, episodes 2 and episode 4 are on Liga MX Feminil. The midfielders we, that Mexico has is Stephanie Mayor of Tigres, Nancy Antonio of Tigres, Alexia Delgado, who plays America Collegiate Soccer at Arizona State Sun Devils. Dianca Garcia of Monterrey. Carolina Jaramillo of Guadijara. Mari Cameron Reyes of UCLA Bruins, again, another collegiate player in, the Amer- in America. And lastly in the midfield, Cassandre Montenero of Guadijara. The forwards are Caddy Martinez of, Amer- of Club America. Alexa Excuse me, Alicia Cervantes of Guadijara, Myra Delgado, who's unattached, Joseline Montoya of Guadijara, Jacqueline Oviale of Tigres, Diana Ardonias of the North Carolina Courage, and Maria Sanchez of the Houston Dash. So, who are my favorite players on this team. Maria Sanchez, in my opinion, is one of the best bangers in the world. She's so fun to watch for the Houston Nash, and I love watching her. I didn't really know too much about her. I've heard of her name. I've, like, seen her. I've seen her, like, you know. I've, I've known about her. I've seen her in, like, articles and stuff for when she played for Tigres, but I didn't really know. I haven't seen her play too much, except for when USA plays Mexico, and sometimes in those games, the U.S. has all the ball, all of the ball, so they doesn't, she doesn't get that many touches, but I think Maria Sanchez is a very big player for them. Another player who I think could be really big is Alicia Cervantes of Guadijara. Guadijara won the Liga MX Femina, which is Mexico, Mexico's club football league. But 
I think she'll be big. Diana Ordonia is a very proven, like, target woman in the box. Stephanie Mayor is a great midfielder, very tactical. I saw her play live for the U.S. Women's National Team versus Mexico game. It was last year, right before the Olympics. USA won 4-0. Um, a good defender is... Kenti Robles of Real Madrid. She has a lot of international experience playing overseas, so I think that could benefit benefit her. In net, I think Itzel Gonzalez is the best choice, personally, of Club America, but I think Emily Alvarado could get some appearances against some of the weaker teams in that group. I mean, obviously, I think that they'll be playing their best 11 in the match against America, but there's still a bunch of other teams in that group, like Haiti, you know... You have Haiti in that group. You have Jamaica, who is a good team as well. So I don't discount them out. But um, I think that that's a big theme for Mexico. Those are those big players that they should focus on. Now let's move on to Canada, who their roster is very, how do I say this, youthful. Their goalkeeping, at least, is in, is, um, it's it's not like the typical Canadian roster, admittedly, that we're used to. But... I'm going to go over it and then point out some names that I think are going to be influential players on this team. You have in net, Sabrina D'Angelo, former, form, formerly on the North Carolina Courage, on Vigil in Sweden, Lindsia Prolex, who's unattached, and Caitlin Sheridan, who should be the starter of the San Diego Wave. Defenders, their options include... Kadisha Buchanan, Chelsea's newest signing. Vanessa Giles of Angel City. Shalina Zadorsky of Tottenham Hotspur. Alisa Chapman of Houston Dash. Um, Alicia, um, excuse me, Ashley Lawrence of PSG. Jade Rivera of AFC Ann Arbor. And lastly, for the defense, Bianca St. George of Chicago Red Stars. Moving into the midfield, I think Zoe, Zoe Burns, another college player at the University of South Carolina, Jesse Fleming of Chelsea, Julia Grasso of Juventus, Quinn of, of the Lorraine, so- Sophie Schmidt of Houston Dash, and lastly, Desiree Scott of the Kansas City Current. Up top, their attacking options in Canada's attacking options include Janine Becky of the Portland Thorns, Jordan Heidema of the Lorraine, Chloe Leclos of Benfica, Adriana Leon of West Ham, Michelle Prince of the Houston Dash, Deanne Rose of Reading, and lastly, Christine Sinclair of the Portland Thorns. Okay, so what are we, what am I thinking for these teams? Who am I going to pick as a starting 11? Again, did my USA starting 11, but I will edit it in this episode after watching the game. So I'm going to do the US Women's National Team starting 11 now. Again, the full roster I talked about in um, my episode with the previewing the, their most recent friendly against Colombia. That's episode 10. And an episode on their preliminary roster in episode 7. So if you want to see the whole roster on my channel, you can view it there. Okay. So let's t- take a little look at the groups, right? You got some. Let's see what we got over here. So I'm going to do my rosters first, however. So in net for the US, I just see Alyssa Nair getting the nod. I think she's the one of the best keepers, although Casey Murphy is a close second. I actually, I picked Nair last time. I'm going to pick Nair again, but I could see her splitting time with Murphy, or maybe even giving some Murphy more time. At left back, Emily Fox, 
that's like just I think the best left back for this team. And again, the U.S. usually rotates their team during these in these qualifying games, especially when they play Haiti in the first match. I don't expect them to be playing their best eleven as they're playing two other very competitive teams in that group with Jamaica, you know, and um, they also have Jamaica also, and they have Mexico in their group. So. And I'm just doing what I think personally is the best 11. I think Murphy might... I'm conflicted on Murphy and Nair. I think that Murphy might get the nod just because she is younger and for the future of the US Women's National Team. At left back, I don't even think it's close. Emily Fox is the best one by by far. I mean, there are no natural left backs on this team. Kelly O'Hara can play there, but she'll be included later in my roster. So in that friendly with the U.S. with the U.S. Women's National Team, they played a center back duo that was more youthful. Their whole team was in that front. That friendly was very youthful. They played um, their front line was with a lot of youth, you could say, I guess, with um, having Sophia Smith, with Mallory Pugh, and Ashley Hatch. But I'm gonna go over what my original lineup was first. Actually, I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna revise this a little to make it a little more suspenseful. So, my original lineup was Alyssa Nair, Emily Fox, Becky Sauerbrunn. I also included, and instead of Alana Cook, I put in Emily Sonnet, Kelly O'Hara. The midfield was the same as the game: Lavelle, Sullivan, Haran. Up top, I had Smith, Morgan, and Pugh. So. Let's see who, I, I, I'm going to change my lineup a little for the U.S. I'm going to keep, I had Nair in goal, I'm going to put Murphy in, just because I think that she is younger and is more upside for the future. Keeping Fox at left back, I'm going to keep Sauerbrunn in there, a natural leader for the team. I did have Santa as the second center back, but I'm going to put Alana Cook in there after seeing what Vlatko's been doing with the team. I think that Cook could get the nod, although then again, he's going to rotate his team. He doesn't want any injuries for the you know, World Cup next year, obviously. He's already gone through enough injury problems with the limited choices that he had for this team due to numerous injuries that he has, including Sam Mewis, Abby Dahlkemper, Katarina Cario, on and on and on. Kelly O'Hare is the right back, in my opinion, keeping that as the same. My midfield, I'm going to keep Lavelle and Haran, and I had Sullivan in the CDM. I think I'm still going to keep her because... I'm probably just thinking Christy Mewis there because I'm a little biased. I know this isn't Christy's natural position at um, CDM, but her long passing ability was just so good when she came on. So in my opinion, Christy Mewis should be that center defensive midfielder or even just a center mid that drops back. I think that she needs to get involved more. And I think that Andy Sullivan will start at CDM, but I think that Christy Mewis should come in off the bench more often. Up top, Sophia Smith got to stay up there on the on the right side. And the I had her on the left. I had, sorry, I had I had her on the right, and she played there, keeping her up top. Hatch wasn't too convinced of her, so I'm keeping Morgan up there. And here's when it gets more difficult. I had Pew up top, but I thought she didn't really have the best of games. Although Mal Pugh is a sublime player. She's one of my favorite players to watch. So I'm going to keep Pugh up there, personally. Although, again, no disrespect to anyone on the U.S. Women's National Team. Everyone that's on this team is world-class and amazing. So that's going to be my USWNT starting 11. I'm going to do Canada next. I'll, again, as I said, I'm going to play 4-3-3 for all these teams flat. Just you. 
flat, you know, I had USA with CDM, but that's just because I've seen, I saw them play in that friendly, in that formation. So for Canada, I'm going to have Caitlin Sheridan in goal. Left back, I'm going to do Shalina Zdorsky. My two center backs are Buchanan and Jules. My right back is, in my opinion at least, I'm going to edit this actually because I think I'm going to make a different formation. Elisa Chapman's going to be my left back. Buchanan and Giles will stay as center backs. Lawrence will stay at the right back. In the midfield, I think that their best midfield is Fleming, Quinn, and Schmidt. Up top, I think it should be as like, you know, the I'm going to do the three. I'm going to do like a four, three, two, one. So wingers, but more central are these next two players. I'm going to have Becky on the left, uh, right. And Prince on the left, and up top I'm gonna have Heidema. I think that Sinclair's not fit enough to start. I'm again a legend of the game. She's just getting older, and I think that she, although she can still clearly contribute, this Canadian team has so many options. Like they could have start. There's a whole other starting eleven out there if you know Sinclair, Rose, and Leon. And don't forget. Chloe Dacasse of Benfica. She's another very talented player. So there's so many options for Canada. Obviously, on defense, I could have included Zdorsky or Rivera or Bianca St. George's, who's playing great for the Red Stars. And even in the midfield, I could have included Grassa or Scott, but there's just so much talent here. It's hard to pick on the Canadian roster. I see them as a lock to make this World Cup. For Mexico, again, it's Gonzalez in goal. Across the back... I'm gonna do Robles at right back, Bernal and Sierra in the center, and Lopez at left back in the midfield. I'm gonna definitely include be including Monterero of Guadijara alongside Mayor, and I think I might also be including Dramio. Up top, I'm gonna be including Sanchez on the left. Cervantes on the right, I mean, on sorry, up top. And on the right, I think I might give the nod to Caddy Martinez, just because she's a good player on, you know, I think she's a very good player and she plays amazing, amazing. She's a great player in the Liga MX Feminil, so I'm just going to judge it off that. I was thinking Ordonez, but then I realized I wanted Cervantes up top, and Ordonez is better, in my opinion, in the central positions. She's not the best out wide because she, I think she... It's not that she's not good out wide. I think that, you know, it just kind of loses her talents because she's so physically... She's a very big physical presence as at her very tall stature, so I think that playing her wide kind of loses her, you know, target woman-esque physicality that she could have at striker. So I'm saying Ordonia's on the bench this time. Sanchez, for me, is a lock at left wing. Play Cervantes up top and Caddy Mar- Martinez as a right wing role. But again, like Canada, playing like a 4-3-2-1. So those wingers play, are going to like kind of drop inside, allowing the fullbacks um, of Lopez and Robles to get up the field. So yeah, that's going to be my starting lineups for the teams. I'm going to make my predictions for the groups now. I already said who I'm going to have make the World Cup, but I'm just going to predict, like, what are the orders of the group. So in the group A, I have USA first, Mexico in second, Jamaica in third, and Haiti in fourth. Oh, wait, I just realized my predictions can't be right because only two teams from each group can get out. 
This throws a wrench in things. Yeah, I'm going to do USA, Mexico, Jamaica, then Haiti. Sorry, Jamaica, you're not making it. And in Group B, Canada, Costa Rica, Panama, Trinidad, Tobago. So, yeah, um, that's going to be my order. I think that Costa Rica and Canada will... Costa Rica are places to make. I'm sorry, I had in my mind that it could have been any four teams, but I think that it might be. Yeah, I think that, um, though the third place teams, Jamaica and um, Panama, I think that Jamaica has a good chance of making it through that. That's what I was thinking of. I didn't really think about, I thought Jamaica was going to like get get to the World Cup, but I guess I didn't realize that they would be third place. So sorry about that for the listeners. So yeah, I'm going to have as my five teams that make it, I will say a team is going to win in those qualifying in the um, playoff matches, but I don't think Panama wins. But I do think Jamaica with Bunny Shaw is just such a, she's just a, such a physical player and she can really get in behind defenses and stretch them. So I'm keeping Bunny Shaw up there. So yeah, that's my predictions for the World Cup. I'm going to do, before I wrap this episode up, I'm going to do a quick um, recap of what I think Jamaica's roster is going to be. Because after looking at the groups, and since I predicted that those two would get through, I think I should predict Jamaica starting 11. I'm just going to do Jamaica, though, because I do think that they're better than Costa Rica. And also, I know a little bit more about Jamaica than Costa Rica. So let me get let me get right to making my Jamaica lineup. Okay, so Canada's goalkeeping options include Sydney Snyder and Chris Ann Chambers. The defenders include Chantel Swaby, Madia Hariot, Konya Plummer, Sashana Campbell, Dominique Bonflazia. And lastly, Allison Swaby of Angel City FC. In the midfield, they've got the options of Havana Salon, Chinlun Asher, and, excuse me if I pronounce this name wrong, Olufulasad Adama Molkun, wearing their number 10. They have nine forwards, so I'm a little bit interested to see how this roster plays out. This is from CONCACAF, by the way. So they have two keepers, six defenders, Three midfielders and nine forwards. Just an observation. Alyssa Whitehead, Gabrielle Farrell, Kayla McCoy, Kadisha Banishaw, Denisha Blackwood, Tiffany Cameron, Trudy Carter, Tony Wilshire, and Chayna Matthews are the forwards. So this is going to be a little bit hard. I'm going to do it again in 4-3-3. So the midfielders that I said are going to be the three starting midfielders. Just to, you know, keep it fair. But I might mix it around because there are nine forwards here and I think some of these players can play different positions so in defense my left back is going to be forward Denisha Blackwood I think she could play back there at left back Uh, my center backs are going to be a partnership of the Swabby sisters Chantel and Allison and my right back is going to be Kanya Plummer midfield again Havana Salon Trinlu Asher and Olufusiad Adama Luke. Kuhn. Up top are my two kind of, I guess, centrally-ish wingers. I'm going to have Chayna Matthews and Kayla McCoy or Trudy Carter. I'm not sure which one between Trudy Carter and Kayla McCoy, but my highest, the player that's going to be highest up the pitch 
is Manchester City striker Kadisha Bunny Shaw. Thank you so much for listening to this episode. And again, remember, if you want to hear more U.S. Women's National Team content and go to hear me go more in depth of what the U.S. Women's National Team is going to be look, looking like come July 4th, please listen to ep- the pre- previous episodes, episode 7, which is their preliminary roster, and episode 10, where I go over their roster, their final roster for the Cup, like I did for Jamaica, Canada, and Mexico here today. Thank you so much for listening to this episode, and peace out from your host, L.D.G.